going on guys welcome back to inside the dome i'm carlin jacob i'm joined today with john dodaro thank you to aiden as always for that amazing intro and john we just had another sunday of football week three is basically racked up uh we have two more games tomorrow with the eagles and the bucks and the rams and the Bengals. but we got a whole video coming out for you guys on wednesday breaking down all these games excluding the Steelers and Raiders game because we're going to talk about that Sunday night football game that we all just witnessed. So, John, 23-18, Steelers sneak away with the dub. I want to hear your thoughts about this game, and I want to hear about your thoughts about that field goal that they went for instead of trying to go oh, for that my. touchdown because I have an well, opinion about that that I would like to talk about. But, yeah, I want to hear your right. thoughts. I got many opinions on this game, and hopefully I'll be able to say all of them. Uh, couple quick things one i was once again on twitter slash x throughout this whole game saying my thoughts highlights and everything so make sure you're following our account there because for some primetime games i will be active on that so make sure you're following that and week three as well is a very fun week wednesday's episode will be very fun to talk about but this game in particular had me feeling a lot of emotions now we are steelers fans so we're biased so Getting the victory was great. We saw a lot of good things with the Steelers on offense and defense. But a lot of bad things, too. Primarily on the offense, there are still many inconsistencies. But the Raiders, though. I mean, I think the Raiders have a lot more storylines coming out of this game. And you mentioned it, Carlin. We might as well start with it, with the Raiders. Because this was probably the game-defining decision. So, the Raiders are down by 8. It's 23-15. to 15. And it's fourth down in like five or six, and the Raiders decide to kick a field goal. Now, when you kick a field goal, you're still going to be down a touchdown, and you're still going to have to drive up the field and get a touchdown anyway. But I'm like, why are you kicking it? But then on that play, uh, DeMarvin Leal takes a personal foul. So the Raiders are back in business, and they're trying to get a touchdown again. Then it's fourth and four. They're right by the end zone. Maybe like 40 seconds have passed at this point. And they decide to kick a field goal again. So it's 23 to 18 now. Yes, they have the three timeouts. But if you would have went for the touchdown at least, you could have had the chance to tie the game so the pressure wouldn't be as much on your defense. Like you would have had three timeouts and you still would have had the chance to get the ball, but the game would have been tied instead of you being down. But I don't, I mean, they were talking a lot with the commentary about it being like an analytics decision, but I don't, I don't get it. Carlin, do you get why they kicked the field goal? So I was thinking about this, right? If you kick the field goal, obviously you would have to stop the Steelers, which they did and punted the ball. Though you get 20 seconds around it. But think about it this way, right? If you go for it on that fourth and four or whatever it was. Yeah. And you miss, think about where the Steelers are. Yeah. 
think about how far back they are in your end zone, right? Granted, you need a touchdown to win the game, and you would have needed the two-point. But the Steelers would have been so far backed up. And the way the Steelers played, yeah, they scored a touchdown, and they were able to move the ball, surprisingly, in this game. And we'll get to that. But go for it. If you don't get it, they're so far backed up. You got Mad Max Crosby. You have a solidish defense. Why not? You know, I don't understand yeah. it. I completely I really agree don't. because, yeah, like you said, if because when they kicked the field goal, the Steelers got the ball at the twenty-five yard line. Where if you would have went for it, and let's say they didn't convert, the Steelers would have had it at the five-yard line. So it would have been much tougher. And let's say the Steelers punted like they ended up doing anyway, the ball might have been at like the 40 or 50, but instead, uh, shout out to Presley Harvin too. He had a great game punting. But instead, when they kicked the field goal and they forced the Steelers to punt, the ball was all the way at like the 10-yard line on the Raiders' side. So I I don't get it. I mean, and the Raiders did nothing. I mean, you have 20 seconds left and you're that, you're pinned down, you're pinned down that far back with 20 seconds, no timeouts. You're not going to do anything. So I really, I just don't get the field goal because you could have literally tied the game with a touch on the field goal. Like, let's say the field goal, make the field goal, and maybe you just need another field goal then to win the game, maybe or to tie, to tie the game. Then maybe, maybe that will work. Like, let's say it'd be 23 to 20 at that point. I could see it then. But when you still need a touchdown anyway, it honestly just feels like a waste of time in my opinion so josh mcdaniels i don't get it i mean people are probably be calling for his job on twitter i was saying it was a bad decision by him i really i'm trying to think of a reason why kicking the field goal there made sense and i somebody tell me please i mean if you're listening to this and you know why it was a good idea to kick the field goal there tell me but i think carlin you and i we don't know why they Josh McDaniels decided to do that I think that was a very poor decision I think the Raiders offense too on that drive was starting to move the ball a little bit you had Devontae Adams I mean we'll talk about Devontae Adams specifically but he had an incredible game I feel like fourth and four you should be able to draw up a play for him or Jacoby Myers or Hunter Renfro like you should be able to draw up a play for one of them for a fourth and four so I think Josh McDaniels lost them the game there in my opinion yeah no 1000 percent. i agree um but let's talk about some other things about this game so uh both teams are red hot they both scored seven points right out the gate uh steelers deep ball with a calvin austin raiders uh a little deep pass to Devontae adams um and then Steelers only score six points in the second quarter with two field goals. Third quarter, we score another touchdown with Pat Fryermuth. That was it. Field goal. And then nothing in the fourth quarter. And then the Raiders finally got a touchdown and late in the fourth quarter went for two. And I guess they went for a field goal. Yeah, they kicked that field goal. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Raiders side of the ball real quick. I think the only good thing was Devontae Adams. Yeah, um, Devontae Adams, I mean, you look at fantasy football-wise, that would equal uh, 42 points in fantasy football, top of my head math. So it'll definitely be mentioned in Thursday's episode. But Devontae Adams had an incredible game. I mean, we'll break down the Steelers' defense in a bit, but talking about the Raiders alone, I mean, Devontae Adams just got wide open, whether it was man-to-man, 
or zone coverage. I mean, he was just finding openings after openings, getting wide open for Jimmy G to throw to him. But I mean, he was a standout. I'd say Jacoby Myers was a great wide receiver too as well. Seven catches, 85 receiving yards. I think he played the number two role very well. If Adams was unavailable, uh, Jacoby Myers was a great other target. But a couple other things too. First off, this pains me to say because I have this man in fantasy football and he might have just screwed me this week. Uh, Josh Jacobs, his third straight kind of dud week, only 17 carries for 62 rushing yards. For somebody who last season led the league in rushing yards, in the first three games, he has been very mediocre. He might have 100 rushing yards total out of three games so far. I mean, the, the Steelers. Rushing defense, too, has been very poor. I mean, they let Christian McCaffrey go off. They let Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford have good games week two. You would think the Raiders would dedicate the game to running the football with Josh Jacobs, trying to get him finally involved, but really not until the end of the game. Like, they did not use Josh Jacobs all that well. They were trying to throw. They would give up on the run at times. And I feel like with the Steelers' run defense being very poor, they should have capitalized on the run more, but they're passing it the majority of the time. And later in the game, they started to do well with Jacobs, but big missed opportunity there. But uh, Jimmy G, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Jimmy G. Uh, he he made some good throws. I mean, the ones that Devontae Adams actually got were good. And the two touchdown throws to Devontae Adams were good. But the two interceptions, first off, he made... Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace actually look good at times, and I got to talk about them later. But, yeah, the three interceptions, last interception was technically garbage time. So two legit interceptions, I would say. Um, they, those were very poor. I mean, the first one, Levi Wallace had the tight end completely covered, and Jimmy G decided to throw it anyway. The second one was essentially almost like a throwaway, and it was picked off by Patrick Peterson. So. Jimmy G's decision-making at times, very sporadic. And there were some points where he was good, but some points where it did cost the Raiders. But what did you think about the offense, though? Yeah, the Raiders, besides Devontae Adams, they were very poor in what they did. Um, obviously, Watt got back to sack twice, but then they actually kind of held him towards the end. But there was the one late in uh, pass interference, uh, roughing the passer call that was horrible. But like I always say, if that would have cost us the game, like I think you and I would have talked about how mad we were about missing that call. But the Steelers' offense played great at some times, and then they played horrible. And that would have been one of those instances where Kenny, like there were certain play calls that they could have done better or something, you know, something at least yeah. better. Um, but yeah, they weren't the greatest thing, and I don't know why they didn't really use Josh Jacobs that much. I mean, they tried, but. You got to try and try and try either running on the outside or, you know, something because he is horrible this year and he doesn't understand why you and I don't understand why he just can't get anything going. This is a horrible year for running backs with injuries. Josh Jacobs not performing well. It's just not good. Yeah, I mean, even you look at the Steelers side. I know we're not talking about the Steelers in specific yet, but. I mean, Najee Harris only at 3.4 yards per carry. Jalen Warren, 3.6. But at least they tried. Like Najee Harris having 19 carries, Jalen Warren having eight carries. They at least attempted 
to have a running game with 20-plus carries total between the two. And look who won. Like, you have to at least attempt it to have a running game. That's what I say with a lot of bad teams. You have to at least try to have a running game. I really feel like the Raiders didn't, and I feel like that could have relieved some pressure on Jimmy G. Honestly, honestly, I mean, the Raiders' offense reminded me of the bad Steelers offense at times. Now the Raiders obviously have a Devontae Adams on their team, which helps. But aside from that, the Raiders offense, at times it worked. A lot of that could be said for Devontae Adams just existing on that offense. But a lot of times it didn't. And they're one and two now. And they got to figure their stuff out, I would say. But the other thing with the Raiders, their defense, I don't, wasn't as impressive. They had some decent plays. Shout out to Robert Spillane. Uh, seven total tackles. Former Steeler right there. Marcus Peters nearly had an interception, which actually... Remember that play where Pickett threw it right at Marcus Peters? And he dropped it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that was... And then I think That's the Steelers bad. scored a touchdown. The Steelers scored a touchdown right after that, too. But... Max Crosby was a force in this game, too. He was the MVP for the Raiders' defense. He had one sack, three total tackles, uh, two QB hits. And every time Kenny Pickett ran to the right, it was bad news because Max Crosby was there in some way. But it's really the only positive I could say about the Raiders' defense. I was going to say, with those Raiders' defense, uh, obviously you held Max Crosby at points, but... Compared to how the Steelers have taken on Nick Boza, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby has been the best player as a sack in Kenny. Like, the best True. player on the defense, if you know what I mean. Because, obviously, yeah. Kenny got sacked during the Niners game and sacked during the Cleveland game, but Garrett didn't get a sack, neither did Boza. And this time, Crosby did. So, I mean, they're doing something right. But with Crosby, he's defensive end, so it's a little bit different. He can do different positions and stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, that Raider defense wasn't the greatest thing in the world. Um, but neither was our offense. So, <laughs> our offense, uh, if we want to talk about it, they played just enough. You know, just enough. Because my dad and I are sitting there, and we're winning, like, 23 to what? Like, it was 7, I think. I was like, we need a touchdown. We have, we've only had three games over 30-plus points. We need a touchdown. We never got that touchdown. But, um, yeah, like they should have kept trying to score more and stuff. Um, I will say though, on Matt at the end, Matt Canada's play call, uh, to throw it on that third and two was great. Uh, that was classic Matt Canada, but it worked. The, the the little QB he does it all the time. That QB run will be to one side and he'll just throw yep. it right to the corner. I mean, the Raiders played but that defense. Think bad. about it that way. On third and two, it makes sense. Yeah. On it first works. and ten, second and twelve, yeah. doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm like, you know? I'm like, that is classic Matt Canada right there. That play is classic and Matt Canada. Kenny played better. He didn't play great. Obviously, he almost had a pick and Good. a couple of dud throws, but he had some great throws. One to Calvin Austin, one to George Pickens. So, and uh, they got Muth involved, which they didn't really decide to do Finally. in the two games. Yeah, finally. Um, but yeah, the Steelers' offense looks a little bit better. Next week's going to be more of a test. Um, I would say we'll see if like the Raiders' defense is truly that bad or not because they play the Texans next week. And the Texans won. 
and we'll get into that on the Wednesday episode about how the Texans upset the Jags. But the Texans did win. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't underestimate the Texans. We'll definitely get into them on Wednesday's episode. But I will say with the Steelers, their best drive was in the third quarter where Kenny threw the touchdown pass to Pat Farmouth. That looked like a really good offensive drive. They were moving the ball. They were able to run it. They had a screen to Warren. Uh, George Pickens caught a slant, I believe. Like It looked like a normal offensive drive that you would see. But then again, that was probably the only normal offensive drive that I saw that whole game. Uh, aside from that drive, the other picket highlight I could say was that touchdown throw to Calvin Austin. Uh, Calvin Austin has incredible speed. I think we, all Steelers fans know that. And to finally see him involved on a deep ball there, it was very beautiful to see. But Kenny Pickett got better, I would say, aside from that interception. He was better. Uh, his quarterback rating was 108.5, which is pretty good. Um, only sacked once. A uh, couple issues I saw for him. One, he, whenever he would scramble, it's not wise to scramble on the side of Max Crosby. I feel like sometimes his first instinct was to go right, and Max Crosby is always right there, and that would result in a dead play. Uh, when he would move to the left, I think he was more successful at times. He got a first down run by scrambling to the left. So a little nitpick there for Kenny, not to go in the direction of the Raiders' best defender. But showed a little bit of inaccuracy here and there, but a lot cleaner. That one touchdown drive, like I said, to Frymouth was an excellent drive by Kenny Pickett, but it was an improvement, I would say that. Matt Canada. Oh, Matt Canada. Like I said, he had the one nice drive that he developed to Pat Firemouth. That was a great drive by Matt Canada. And the final play was also a good one. The one that, uh, I forget the receiver. I think it was Allen Robinson caught the third and two. That was a good one, too. That was a good play design by Matt Canada. Yeah, it was Allen Robinson. Okay. Yeah, and the deep ball to Calvin Austin. But there were still the inconsistencies. There were still the times where it's second and ten and he runs it. Very predictable. Uh, a lot of predictable plays still, but it was better. I don't think the Fire Canada train will be as hot today. This week. But, yeah, this week. Yeah, this week. <laughs> I saw a thing that uh, Mr. Rooney said that if things keep going this way that he might have to step in and fire Canada. And if Canada doesn't prove himself this game and against the Texans and against the Ravens, because I think we're on our bye week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not that. off the top of my head. We might have a game against LA after that or something. Somewhere in there. But if we go into our bye week and we only play great on defense and offense is still bad. I might fire him before the bye week. And I get it like it's hard to fire your offensive coordinator midseason, but literally fire him after that game, get a new offensive coordinator, and you have a bye week. And tell the all offense, y'all, I know you want to buy, but you got to learn this because it's not going to be good with him the rest of the year. I can tell you that for yeah. sure. I do you want to say what's funny is the fact that the Steelers actually promoted Matt Canada uh, on Tuesday, or not Tuesday, Monday. Yeah, uh, I heard about he that. Essentially, he essentially now has a more involved role with Kenny Pickett and working with him. 
So will that help him? I don't know. It's too early to tell, but in my honesty, though, with Matt Canada, I just really, from what we've seen from him with his first year with Big Ben, then a year with Kenny Pickett, and now this year, I really just don't think that this Steelers offense is ever going to be elite with Matt Canada as the coordinator. I think, at most, it has the potential to be a manageable offense that can get around like 20 or so points a game. I feel like that's the peak of the Mac Canada offense. I really don't think that this offense will ever be like the Dolphins all offense that we just saw. I mean, that's 70 to 20 point game, which we will talk about on Wednesday. But I really don't think that this offense will ever hit that Dolphins Mike McDaniel level or like a Kyle Shanahan level. I just don't think with Mac Canada it's ever going to get there. So whether it's during this season or after this season, I really do think they should move on to a new offensive court. Even if somehow we make the playoffs because of our defense, like the 85 bears or something, get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, you've seen too, like the Ravens are now with a new coordinator, like Lamar Jackson spent years with Greg Roman as their as his coordinator and there was some success and Lamar Jackson got used to Greg Roman's play calling but eventually they realized that I mean the offense wasn't terrible but they realized they needed the change they needed to do something different so that they fired Greg Roman and they got Todd Monken this year so don't be afraid to get a new coordinator just because of familiarity and stuff like that like you can easily get a new coordinator if you want to like maybe not mid-season you can make that argument but after the season's over don't be afraid to get a new coordinator i would say yeah for sure but um there's one more thing i want to talk to you about what was it um i don't know oh yeah i do i do Right now, defensive player of the year is between Micah and TJ. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, I got TJ right now. I mean, TJ Watt. Too. TJ Watt had two more sacks this oh, game. I know what I also wanted to talk to you about. Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Oh, my. Patrick Peterson looks like a 90-year-old man with a cane running around on that field. And you can tell, not tell me I'm wrong. JPJ looked better, and JPJ did leave up a bunch of coverages but i told my dad i said you know i'd rather have joey port jr out here right now in Devonte adams and have him learn from one of the best wide receivers of how they run you know so then when you go up against you know this first string on the giants you'll have a better chance obviously justin jefferson probably might be a little bit better than tay which i would say he is but having point is having him go up against one of the best wide receivers uh yeah one of the best wide receivers um, but something needs done with Patrick Peterson and something needs done with those cornerbacks because oh, they don't look too hot. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Patrick Peterson, first off, he was involved with that first touchdown. Uh, very, he, at least he was a little bit more consistent than this next guy. We got to talk about Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace gave up both Devonte Adams touchdowns. 
especially that second one. The second one, he really didn't have much of a chance when you leave him one-on-one. But essentially, Levi Wells got killed by Devontae Adams this game. I mean, he just got absolutely destroyed. I mean, he had two picks. Uh, the first, actually, both picks were bad throws by Jimmy Garoppolo. So even the one that Patrick Peterson as well. So that helped the statue. But Levi Wallace in particular, I mean, why do we have him on our bet on their best wide receiver? I mean, you mentioned Joey Porter. I'd rather have Joey Porter out there in general. He's technically a first round pick. He was picked 32 overall. So, I mean, I guess he's second round pick, but I'd rather him out there. He's looked impressive, Joey Porter in terms of coverage plays in the past couple games, but they just don't use him enough. I'd rather have Joey Porter out there with Patrick Peterson than Levi Wallace out there. I'm not going to lie. You could rotate Levi Wallace in here and there, but I think it's time to, and I was talking with Dan a bit throughout this game, and we were complaining Steelers, of course, here and there, but one thing he told me is that we need to be starting our top draft picks and another one is Broderick Jones too like I feel like Broderick Jones and Joey Porter should both be in the starting lineup I'm not gonna lie um Dan Moore didn't play terrible but I really do feel like we need to be developing these top draft picks I mean you've seen other another top draft pick uh Keanu Benin had his first sack uh he looked great Keanu Benin and look at him. He's getting playing time. He's not sitting on the bench, and he's getting better. So I feel like Joey Porter needs to be in the game more than a guy like Levi Wallace and also Broderick Jones, too. I'd really like to see him finally in there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, can you see my screen right now? Uh, Yeah. Okay, do you see how these drawers randomly open? Watch if I shut them. <laughs> yeah, it bo- it's bothering me because I can see it on the camera. But anyways, yeah, no, uh-huh. overall, <laughs> this wasn't the best Sunday night football game, but it's one of those rivalries that is like a tough, good game, Um, no matter what. I literally, at the end of the game, was like, I got the Raiders to score a touchdown. Not because I wanted the Raiders to win, but I'd rather give Kenny the ball with two minutes left and try to drive down the field, kick a field goal, because the way that they were marching at the end... Yeah, uh, also, final thing I want to say before we wrap up this Steelers thing. Um, I think Josh McDaniels will get fired this year. I hope. He has to. I think this is going to start pushing all the Raider fans to be like, why wasn't he gone last year? Um, That's what I was saying. But, yeah, Jimmy G. You know what was really funny to me? Talk about Jimmy G's amazing stats in Vegas. (laughs) <laughs> this was bro's third game. I don't get it. And Chris Collinsworth and the other dude, I can't even think of his name, love Carrie Underwood, man. They love uh, Carrie Underwood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, she was backstage or something, too. It was her first Sunday night game. Yeah. Man, nuts. But um, yeah. uh, you have anything else to say before we wrap up this episode? Yeah, um, just quick final thoughts I could think of. Uh, Steelers, obviously, they're 2-1, and one, but they shouldn't be too satisfied. The offense has to continue to improve, and 
the secondary has to improve as well, and that might result in Jerry Porter getting more playing time. And for the Raiders, Josh McDaniels lost you this game. I would have at least respected their loss more if they went for it on fourth and four. But them kicking the field goal, I view that as weak, and I view that as a bad coaching decision. So Josh McDaniels, I wish I could say you're on the hot seat, but the fact that he wasn't fired after last season, I don't know if he's on the hot seat. So, yeah, Josh McDaniels lost the Raiders that game as well as Jimmy G, too, on a couple bad throws. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Steelers play Houston next week. I have no idea who the Raiders play. Do you know who the Raiders play? I can tell you right now. The Raiders play the Chargers next Oof. week, who the Chargers finally got a victory. So both teams are 1-2. and two. Yep, and we will be talking about that on Wednesday. Um, we will be. <laughs> now, my only question for you is, we didn't really talk about this before, but do we want to mention what's coming up this week? Uh, yeah. Specifically with next Sunday and Sunday night games. Um, We haven't fully confirmed it. I'll say what's happening that we know of this week first. Yeah, do we'll that, do about. that. Okay, so dropping on Tuesday, we might do a Monday Night Football reaction. Not fully confirmed, but if I'm available for if Carl wants to do it too, we can yeah, talk we'll about probably, the Monday Night Football games. Yeah, we'll probably do that, so we'll just have Sunday yeah. slate and Thursday morning slate yeah. to talk about. Um, on Wednesday, our weekly NFL episode will drop. Uh, week 3 recap. That'll drop Wednesday. Thursday, um, Fantasy football episode will drop, and Friday college football will drop. There might be another episode with me and a guest speaker figuring that out still, but that might be another episode added. I won't confirm that yet, but that might drop at any point this week. And if you want to talk a little bit about next Sunday, we haven't fully confirmed it. John and I were talking. Um, looking forward from here on out, there's not many Sunday night games that we're going to be like crazy about. Obviously, next Sunday night is the Chiefs versus the Jets, and Aaron Rodgers yeah. isn't playing. <laughs> yeah. So we all have a gut feeling who's going to win. Um, but John and I were thinking we could start doing a new little series where instead we talk about the Sunday night game, we talk about other things happening in the sports world that would drop every Monday for you. So that would be everything from the week. Uh, I don't know. For example, I mean, this is going to sound so stupid, but like obviously Travis Kelsey's dating life is a huge thing right now. And it's all over the internet, but like we would talk about it, you know, same thing with uh, preseason hockey just started today. I went to a preseason hockey game today. (laughs) Um, Baseball's wrapping up as well basketball is going to be starting up and we'll just talk about big headlines and then john and i may talk about a little personal stuff of what's going in on our lives just yeah. little things but it's mainly going to be like a sports more type of thing with me john and whoever's going to be with us um who's recording that day but it's just going to be more of an overall sports thing but we're going to try to like record it at like some point so it's going to be before football happens so obviously when the episode drops, if it drops after football games, you might not hear us talk about like, oh, this player got hurt or like this massive game because it never happened for us yeah. yet. 
Yeah, I'd say we're still figuring out like when we'll record it. And also, the other thing with that episode, first off, it'll probably be timed. It's not going to be like us just ranting till we feel like stopping. So we'll probably cap it at like an hour or so. But also, too, we kind of want to get some listener involvement as well. And maybe have some of you listeners send us questions as well. So we'll be posting that on our social media. Um, when we confirm the episode, and that might be our new weekly episode that might drop every Monday. So yeah, stay tuned. Will. We'll probably continue talking about it throughout the week as we Figured discuss it more. Yeah, but just a little, little tease for you all of a potential new weekly episode. Yeah, um, and make sure you go follow us on Twitter slash X. John is always tweeting during games. Um, as well as TikTok, because I'm starting to post more and more sports are coming out. John will be learning how to do TikToks when he comes <laughs> home soon. I believe, yes. I don't know, when's your fall break? Your it's fall break like not... beginning of October or so. Are you coming home for fall break? Yeah, I'll be home. Okay, so I'll probably see John around fall break. But John and I will be going to the Jaguars game together. So John will learn how yeah. to make TikToks. Hey. Oh, <laughs> oh. But also, now starting on Instagram, starting every Monday, you'll be able to see the schedule yourself. Uh, it's obviously going to say uh, random episodes may drop, so stay on the lookout. for. But you'll have a general idea of what's going on that week, because as more sports start to happen, there's going to be a lot more to talk about. Um, go follow the Facebook and stuff as well. And we got more important stuff coming down the road that is finally getting nailed into it and going going so yeah anything else you would like to say yeah um we're on a great groove right now we have some guest speakers lined up too throughout the weeks but we have a good schedule going right now with a good amount of episodes dropping each week and more on the way as well so we have a lot of sports content coming up it's gonna be another fun week for you and i and whoever else joins us this week so i'm very excited but like Carlin said, make sure to follow the Instagram, Twitter slash X, Facebook, and TikTok. I'll also post a schedule on Twitter slash X as well. So, as yeah. well as it being on Instagram. So, make sure you follow all of those. You can find all those links and all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, go to the podcast website, click the link in bio there. Other than that, Sunday night football's over. Steelers, Raiders, good luck to you all moving forward. But with Carlin Jacob, I'm John Dadera. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.